0: know there is so much power inside of you? You have the power to make an impact on the planet and the people around you just by believing in yourself. You get to decide how today, this year, this life is going to go. Are you feeding your old bad habits or are you feeding your power? What's up big dreamers, your lady Vitamin Katie is here and you are listening to my Feed Your Power podcast. I am a vegan registered dietitian and fitness instructor and my mission is to empower you to feel confident and excited about your health and your life. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you for pressing play And let's begin. Hey, how's it going, big dreamers? We have such an incredible guest on the podcast today, Narissa, the owner of Cha'il Indigenous Foods. She started this business as a way to promote healthy eating and living involving Indigenous plant-based foods. She supports the spread of native plant species, plant-based diets, and helping Indigenous communities through her food blog, plant conservation efforts, and community outreach people. It is not often that I drop $20 on cornmeal. However, meeting Narissa at the Veg Fest last weekend, I was blown away. And corn in general, I am really hesitant to purchase because it does need to be organic and well sourced. And I really want to support ancient grains. So, Narissa, I would love to hear and help educate about what you do and the story behind this incredible cornmeal that I bought.
1: <laughs> yes, I remember you talking about that. Um, and I understand that um, feeling and belief, especially when you can go to the store and buy cornmeal so cheaply. Um, but there's the reason why um, it is that much and it's because yes. of who I it from, the people that it supports um, and the all over um, uh, impact that it has on the whole entire world. So um, when we're talking about indigenous communities, we have this deep belief that our wellness and health is tied directly to the land, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we're only as healthy and we can only live as good as the land is. And when we have all of these other farmers who are monoculture farming, you know, putting, um, if people don't understand what that is, that's when you um, have huge fields of the same crops, right? Right. Um, and they're, the way that they treat these crops with all these pesticides and the GMO crops of it and the spread of all of that. Um, that's how it can be so cheap, but it's kind of a really short-sighted way, short-sighted way of farming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're not understanding the longer impact, but I feel like we're starting to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, we see yeah. the loss of bugs. We see the loss of animals. We're seeing the loss of um, our food security. You know, and I think In my
0: business, we're seeing a lot of disease.
1: Exactly, yes, diseases. Um, also diseases of these crops that people aren't aware of because they're not on the ground farming, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm. And so we're just now seeing all of these shortages of food. And that's just the beginning of all of this.
0: Mm-hmm. People
1: don't understand that our biodiversity holds up our food system. And our current food system doesn't support biodiversity. So we're eating away at what we have left. And if we eat that all away, we're going to end up with food shortages that are way worse than anything we've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're going to go to a place where it's going to be very hard to come back from. Um, biodiversity is so important. So when we're growing different crops, We're eating different plants. We're involving different plants into our diet. We're wild harvesting some of these plants. Um, We're eating very genetically different type of plants, right? Yeah, so important.
0: It's so amazing listening to you talk about this. Um, In my experience with farming, I barely am uh, experienced with this, but um, I used to think that there was just one banana, right? And then when I was working on a farm in Hawaii, noticing that there's like over four varieties of banana that we were, that you could find in the stores and that were grown around there and how one of them was more resistant towards, there's a, a virus called like bungee top and specific also with things like broccoli. Some types of broccoli are going to grow better at more dry environments at more hot environments than others. Like Without this biodiversity, like you were saying, we're so at risk for losing, losing all of our food, depending on losing all of our crops. Um,
1: And I think that we're shielded from that information because the system wants us to be dependent on them. They want us to just not have to even think about these things, right? If we think about them, then we worry about it and we start to take action. We start to do something about it. And they say, no, 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 we've got it. You know, have this one type of banana, have this one type of broccoli, have this one type of corn. There's no difference. Um, The real truth is there is a huge difference. I mean, uh, blue corn is 20% has 20% more protein in it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And and antioxidants. Yes, exactly. Tons more. Um, But you wouldn't know that. As a consumer, when you're out there buying these items, right? And
0: you didn't even know that there's a there's another color of corn that's available.
1: <laughs> People exactly, think that and they just... don't want you to know that because there's so much more effort on their end that they have to do to make that happen, mm-hmm. um, and they just want to keep us consuming and buying and be reliant on a very short list of food, right? That makes it easier for them. Um, but the bigger picture is one, it's not healthier for us because the wider variety of a diet that we have, the more nutrients that we're able to get and absorb, because we have a different absorption rate from each type of plant or food. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I was telling you about the juniper ash, um, your body can absorb the calcium from that way better than it can from milk. So that it may have the same amount of calcium as a cup of milk, a half a teaspoon of of the juniper ash, but the way that your body is able to utilize it is completely different. And so you're going to find that with so many of these plants that are out there. Um, And that's just not something that people understand or taught or take the time to to learn. Um, And that's one of the things that I'm trying to get out here and kind of get people to open up their eyes and understand why um also that ju- that corn was so much is because I went out there and I handpicked all that juniper and burned it down
0: wow <laughs> um,
1: and if you, yeah, you do I... with the, the juniper you know that it's all you know can be prickly and pokey and then burning each branch down I mean it's a long it's days worth of work of a process um that is so, so interesting which okay. I want people to do and understand and learn to do themselves. You know, that's, it's Mm -hmm. not, I don't want people to come to me and just, you know, source everything for me. My, I built my business with products so that I could continue to support the message behind everything. Um, It's not an end all. It's not that I just want, you know, just to sell products and get out there like normal businesses. No, there's a deeper um, meaning and, and thing that I want to get out to the world And I want them to understand that. And you have to support yourself in some way. So instead of kind of littering my website, my blog, my channels and everything with all these ads from these conglomerate corporations, um, I was like, how can I go back to the people that I care about, which are those indigenous communities, those farmers, right? So when you buy that corn, you're directly supporting that farmer to continue farming and you're supporting their family. You're supporting their ability to retire you're supporting their whole endeavor their whole life um
0: the entire world your health
1: we're all connected we're all connected (laughs) so So if if your health and wellness is good then you can make that impact on others right
0: um spread that to others okay I'm sorry. I'm so excited. I know you have a lot to share and I definitely don't want to just be taking over this whole conversation. Me either. No, no, I feel like I can ramble and I'm so excited that you have so much to share. I just quickly, if you don't mind, I want to circle back to something that a lot of people, including myself, uh, was not aware of until very recently, the history of Indigenous people being taken over by, um, you know, white people, quote unquote, whatever you want to call it. And you were mentioning how it's a form of control. It's a form of control getting rid of these um different varieties of crops and making it so that okay, here we're we're gonna have this type of corn. I watched I recently watched the documentary called Gather and it's going over um the history of indigenous culture and how the native americans and indigenous people were really exploited and one ways that they were exploited where their buffalo were you know the buffalo they and and obviously you probably know better than i do i'm just like barely i i feel embarrassed that i barely am like trying to educate myself around this but um the buffalo made up a huge part of their um of their economy of their capacity to sustain themselves and what the people did to control the indigenous people was they took away and slaughtered they mass mass slaughtered um it was a total massacre of their sacred buffalo and basically forced them to have you know dairy milk and all these corn products and all of these things and um so what you're saying about a form it was of
1: more control. wheat it was more wheat products okay actually. yes okay, yeah.
0: yeah wheat products thank you for correcting me so I just wanted to put to um I just wanted to make it a little bit more serious and a little bit more clear what you're talking about when you're saying um it's a form of control it's not just this like woo woo like <laughs> Oh, they're trying to control us, like, oh no. No, like- they've
1: done it. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened You know what so I mean? Physical actions behind it. Yeah. And, um, and nowadays, you know, it happens in such a behind closed door type of way, and they mm-hmm. do such a good job of marketing it in a way that people are completely blind to it. Um, and it sounds so conspiracy theory, right? Like when I'm talking about it. Um, but the right. thing is, is it's not just native people, like they done this and tested this on it through these ways um and they know that it works and the thing is is they know our food is important they know that that is a huge way to control the masses and any person who's been um in control of a whole group of people know where to get people how to hurt them the most right they've seen it it's in lessons books everywhere um and so, yes, it wasn't just the Buffalo that they did that to, but they did that with, you know, with my people, um, I'm Navajo Dene. um, and they took our seeds from us and they tried to take our seeds and they, you know, the biodiversity, once again, take it from us so that we could not sustain ourselves and have food sovereignty. The thing is, is people don't understand how important food sovereignty is, um, you don't fully have that right now, right? You don't have any control over the food systems. You don't have any control. So if something were to happen down the line, you are completely susceptible to any of that happening. Um, And, and people are often just don't want to deal with it. Don't want to look at it. Don't think it affects them until it does right. Until you can't find those products in the store. Um, But it does make it easier to control all of us if we're all dependent on certain things. Um, and that's why it's important to go outside of the box and start trying different things, relying on different things. Um, and, you know, Native people, our diet, we didn't just eat the same things the whole time. Like we change with the seasons, right? So we're eating different foods at different times. Like it was natural to not have certain foods at certain times. We live in this world where everything's at the store and we can have that banana 24 seven every single day. Um, And this isn't how native people lived. And it also affects our health and wellness, right? Because we're not making different options. We're not making different choices because we have those staples Mm -hmm. and people can be so in their habits right and the way that they do things i have my yeah. oatmeal and i have my banana and that's how i start my day and, um, people and they don't
0: realize too that the transportation sector of all this like the amount of energy and waste that's produced from transporting all of these foods from who knows where to get them available is a lot, but I'm sorry to interrupt.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's affecting our climate. So everything it's all connected, you know, um, we're, we're eating these crops that cause our planet to warm even more. Right. And then we're not growing the crops that would reduce not only you know, um, all that transportation energy. um, But we're also not growing those crops that are adapted to our environments, which is a huge thing that indigenous farmers do. You know, we've adapted these certain varieties to the climate. And a lot of those are important to the climate change, because it's already happening. There's no talking about climate change, like, okay, what are we going to do in the future? No, it's happening now. What we need to do is prepare for it, because it's already hitting us. um, And the worst has yet to come with it. Um, And if we can increase the varieties that can withstand a lot of that climate change, that's going to be the most important thing to making sure that we are fed that we can continue to do this work. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if we're reliant on these other things that are thirsty, that need all this transportation, that aren't adapted to the environment, um, then we're just continuing the same cycle that's making everyone and everything sick.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for your wisdom. And in this documentary that I watched, it was very, very clear that the the free roaming grass-fed grass-finished buffalo um like if you are going to eat meat like it's just absolutely absurd how the meat that is mass it's really mass murdered and fed corn and grain products this meat is not as at all anywhere near as beneficial or as health promoting if you are going to eat meat at all which i don't necessarily recommend it's not necessarily necessary but um just like you're saying, the sourcing, the traditions behind these things, the sacredness and the awareness around the ecosystem as a whole. Oh, it's so beautiful to get to connect with you and to get to be reminded of all this. And thinking about the sourcing and processing of our grains like corn, I think that, as we mentioned before, corn is so, it's volatile, (laughs) what they've done to corn. Um, I'm just curious if, you could possibly provide some advice around taking a stand against this um economic situation um and you were saying of course supporting businesses like yours and more ancient grains and varieties of seed and going to your farmer's market but yeah i'm just curious what yeah what advice you
1: might well, for, well with the with the buffalo just to touch on what you said that actually because you know it basic they basically went extinct from them mass murdering all of them um most buffalo now i believe have a percentage of cow dna in them because that was the only way they could bring them back Whoa. from it yeah and then also, we've just decimated the grasslands, right? So um, a lot of the grasses and things that they would feed on and the, the native plants are also, you know, um, going extinct as well. And so that created a whole different problem when it comes to the health and wellness of those animals that are eating those too, right? Because they're not getting that biodiversity um, mm. of plants. And so it's like all of it chain and it's all breaking down Um, but I think things that we can do and things that I promote are like growing 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 native varieties like it's so nice to be like oh that looks pretty or I like this so I'm gonna grow this that's great at everything but if you really want to help and you want to do something grow something that's native to your area Mm. grow things together don't just grow like, okay, I'm going to grow this one thing, like, pair them with different things, right? Um,
0: yes! Mom I
1: post your stuff. compost um, Yes, uh, and care about those type of things, and eat organic if it's possible, and it's feasible for you. Um, support other communities that are poor and don't have these food um, systems in place for them, so, you know, <sighs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm talking That's a lot about this, bad. but
1: <laughs> um, but I know in my native community that they're just trying to survive a lot of them. You know,
0: yeah.
1: um they've had their they are still we're still struggling to come back from genocide you know, um, yeah. uh, and, and our way of life is different. And we've adapted to what's been done to us, but in a way that's unhealthy for us. Um, so, you know, we have like twice the rate of diabetes and heart disease, and there's a problem with hypertension and all of these other health problems um, that come from this poor diet. And there's a whole culture that surrounds this diet. So if you go to like any kind of Native American type of event. Oh, there's always fry bread, right? Because that's like the number one dish that's known um, by native people. But, you know, that comes from a place of, of genocide of our people, you know, they were killing us. And that was another way to, to just when they realized they couldn't kill us all here have some um, really unhealthy foods. <laughs> so it's like a slow killing, you know, the, the other way. Um, and so part of my business is making all of these recipes with the real traditional foods and plants and trying to teach people how do we make this and do this in a way that honors our ancestors. Um, How can we come back from all of these pains and these um, hardships? Um, And I'm trying to get people into that type of culture, instead of the unhealthy one, because it's so easy to be like, oh, this is delicious. And I love this. And, you know, I'm guilty of that as well. I can't say that I don't ever indulge in that because it is something that like, my mom, my grandma used to make, you know, so I understand that cultural tie to it, um, and that comfort from it. But it's like, how do we get that same comfort from the healthy foods to the future generations? Right?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: because I want like when I make my corn stuff like my blue corn things for for my family like they then they're like oh mom made that and oh you know the other day I did a new recipe on blue corn noodles and my daughter was like oh I can make this mom like when when you're busy I can make this for um and uh ba, you know I can I can do this um and she's like I love it and they all ate it and I had to make like a whole bunch of it because everybody was eating it all. Um, you know, so it's about trying to get them like, Oh, I love this. I I want this. Um, and to also really broaden our culinary horizon because it, you know, when it comes to Native American foods, they were limited so much. It's like fry bread and that's it. (laughs) And it's like, no, like we were so much more than that, but because so much has been taken from us, we have been so limited and we've only had, you know, a short amount of time to really grow. Whereas other cultures like the French, you know, have had like all this time to just expand their, their, um, cooking abilities and all these things that they do. Um, we've been dealing with genocide and, you know, trying to stop our children and our women from getting murdered. So because of that, um, we've had bigger things on our plate. And so, um, I think though that food is a huge thing that needs to be expanded upon. And I want to see more of that food, um, as a staple you know we're, we're walking on native land here if you live here in the United States um, Turtle Island like you are walking on native land and you should understand and know the people that have walked on this land and this is their land and you should understand the foods that they ate because you're walking on it too <laughs> so why should you not eat similar foods or support those type of food systems
0: a hundred percent Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing about this. It's really, really interesting to hear about the different ways that you cook these things and the different traditions and keeping these traditions alive. And I actually am not familiar. You mentioned some words that I wasn't familiar with as well. If you don't mind explaining fried bread. And I think you what what were the other two words that you mentioned? I'm curious what these different words mean and what they are. And And any further about your traditions that you're willing to share? I'm so curious.
1: Um, So fried bread is just basically... Wheat, a wheat bread. So when they, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when the genocide happened, and then they couldn't kill us off. So then they started, you know, they took us from our rich farmlands and from the lands that we were used to supporting ourselves on. And they said, here, you know, have this crap land, (laughs) you know, um, and so it took away a lot of our farms it took away a lot of our sustainability. And so they knew and understood that we needed to eat still. Right. And so they would give us these ration boxes and we made a fry bread from them. And so it's basically like a bread that's fried up in oil, or I guess some people may do lard or whatever you have. Um, And it's very unhealthy for you. You know, it's, it's just a processed, um, refined wheat um in oil. So if you can imagine the uh, the uh diabetes inducing of it, like that's yeah basically what it is. Um and then you pair it with like a meat or a stew or like um uh mm-hmm. beans like a taco. Navajo tacos a big thing. Um and I it's a big thing because and it took over because we didn't have all these other access, this access to all these other foods. Right. So um, it really was just like solidified as like this very huge, like cultural thing. And so you'll find all kinds of stuff. There's this lady who runs like fry bread cosmetics and um, yeah. So like it's a whole cultural thing you know there's a whole movie on it too it's so hilarious if you ever want to watch it um uh, it's like a fry bread competition and so they (laughs) they get all the natives together and they see who like makes the best fry bread it's it's really hilarious um
0: oh I'm glad you think that's hilarious I feel like that's so disturbing and sad and like oh my gosh well yes but in Navajo well not just
1: Navajo way but in in a lot of indigenous communities like your laughter gets you through everything. Laughter's so important to Dineh people. You know, we um mm. we celebrate the first laugh of our children. And oh. we don't celebrate birthdays, we celebrate the laugh. Oh. And so that's like the acceptance of like their family and like, oh, I'm here to stay and I accept this family and I'm happy where I'm at. And um like our laughter gets us through, and so we tease each other. And, you know, we laugh about dark things sometimes. And it's just what what we've done as people to kind of get through all of this stuff. Um, and so we can't always be serious because it just is what it is, you know?
0: Wow. Well, th- thank you for sharing that tidbit on. See, that's the stuff that it absolutely my heart expands so much learning about the traditions and the culture. They celebrate the first laugh. And previously, when you were talking about the blue corn um, noodles or pasta that you were able to make, you said that you were using it for blank and blank. <laughs> I don't remember the words that you said, but I'm so curious to hear more about the language and any further traditions.
1: I can't remember either.
0: <laughs> it was like it was like bot bak. Oh oh, hashkheh Yeah, uh, those those are
1: my. Those are my children. <laughs> oh, that's their names. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I have three kids. Yeah. Um oh, and they please. I just tried to feed them like as much of these traditional foods. And then like my son, he's yeah. um Three and so I'll take him with me to go wild harvest items and oh. then we'll like we'll go out there and when the yucca was blooming, um, and it was blooming so amazingly because Colorado had so much rain, oh. and so I seen all these yuccas and I'm like, oh my god, we got to go out there, we got to make a dish with this, we got to have these, and Can so I, um, I want to
0: harvest with you, That's yes, yeah, yes, cool. well.
1: Um so we went out there we picked and and you got to pick the right ones cuz they can be kind of bitter if they've been there too long or if they're too young so you kind of taste the plant and then it, you leave it you know you don't want to just pick from that plant you go to another one um and so he, we were harvesting and I'm just teaching him how to pick things like the right way like not to destroy the plant and like you just like trying to strip everything and I'm like no no we don't do that you know so um, really just trying to teach him our ways and how to be respectful of the plant as well. So that's like another thing is like living in harmony with these plants. And um, when you're wild harvesting, like knowing how much to take and looking at the health of the plant and and also the pollinators too right so it's like if they're busy on this plant i'm gonna leave them alone i'm gonna let them have their meal like i'm not trying to take all of the the flowers from this one plant i'll leave blooms on there for them um but he loves it so he'll will gather it and he's so excited and he's like, Oh, we're going to eat this. We're going to eat this. Like he can't believe it. Then we take it home. And then he will not leave me alone until I cook with it. So he's always like pulling on it, bringing it out, like trying to put it, like shove it towards me. Like, come on, let's like make something with this. And then he just eats it like so well. Like he's so, he's so good at eating all these foods and i'm like this is what i want to create for people like i deal a lot with other kids and i've done other different you know outreach things with kids and they're so stuck in their ways and my daughter she's 13 and i see you know she'll bring around some friends and um you know they're of of, you know she has a diverse group of friends but they're always into junk food Right. Oh, so okay. I i gave her friends, um, and they're they were all of the Hispanic community and I gave them all like blue corn um cupcakes uh, mm-hmm. that I had some left over from the event and um they were like, Oh my god, these are terrible.
0: Stop <laughs> uh, well yeah, because they're I so used to they're used junk. to yeah, they're, they're used to junk. They're used uh-huh. to these it's sad.
1: that's sad to me I feel for them like they're happy to be that way you know and they come to my house and it's different you know like um and I try to make different foods like when they come over and stuff like I'll make like the blue corn uh tortillas or or like in Navajo they're like bread um not tortillas but I guess that's what people would most identify and know what it's about um but they're like what is this like um But that's we're hurting our kids by doing that. We're hurting our kids like and and we hurt our kids when, you know, a lot of parents are so gentle with their parenting like, oh, they only like this. like no give them everything like give it like my son he eats it all like everything I'm eating when we're going out and we're picking stuff I'm like yep you can eat that you can eat that I have a cute video of us harvesting all the squash blossoms and he's just like (laughs) like he just wants to eat all the flowers you know he sees all the flowers he's like oh we can eat these um and like that's that to me is waking up the native spirit in him and I'm that's what I want to see with other people.
0: I'm smiling <laughs> so big right now. Hearing you talk about this, like my heart, my face, it's just like absolute smiles bursting out of my body. The the connection of a child, like connection that they can have with their food, knowing where it comes from, picking it themselves, like seeing that being harvested. That is sacred magic that is robbed of most people. Most people are so disconnected. And you don't have to be
1: native to have that life. You know, Um, I encourage people to eat this way because when you eat like this and you're out there on the land and you're picking your own yucca flowers and you're eating them, you start to care. You care about where you go. You care about conserving that. You care about seeing those plants that matters. Right. So um, and that's when people start to make an effort of like, oh, I could grow these. I could do this. I could make this happen. And change starts to happen. And it happens slowly. I mean, um, for me, like I don't push like being vegan in my spaces because I really want to service a lot of the indigenous communities. And that's a big place that i want to um keep kind of as a safe space me yeah, personally yeah. that's kind of where i am at with things like i don't eat those things yeah, um yeah. and i don't believe it aligns with my native beliefs either you know we didn't traditionally raise these animals in cooped up places we didn't eat you know these domesticated animals and treat them this way and bring harm to them um and, and traditionally, we didn't even eat a lot of meat. So um, that came with colonization.
0: Right. They made
1: us dependent on that and those food sources and um, they took away our plants. And so to me, plants mean freedom. You know, when people talk about veganism or just eating plants, like like it's this afterthought or it's this bad thing or it's so hard. It's like, no, you don't understand. You don't get it like you get to eat those things (laughs) you get to have that in your life you get to have that variety you get that's such a privilege to have all of those things Mm -hmm. you know like people think eating meat is this huge thing like oh I must have it with every meal and I feel like you know I think a lot of people look at like beans and stuff like oh this is poor people's food and I think even natives have some natives are like that as well like oh I gotta have my meat you know Um, and they don't look at beans as always, you know, um, as good as they are. And it's like, no, this, this took so much and it does so much for us. It gives back. Right. Um, and so that's why I really try to just put out there like the recipes and the foods that are plant-based is also because it's just not out there enough. Like if you go and you look up like native recipes or native chefs right now, you're going to probably almost 99% of them all always have like some type of meat or they'll just do like a three sisters dish. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not getting fully creative with the plant-based out there. Um, And the thing is, is it's, that's still influenced by colonization because our people didn't eat that much meat, you know? So it's like, wow Uh, having to bring it back to being more I mean we didn't have refrigeration you know we didn't have these these things I mean we would dry the meat and stuff but it wasn't something I was just going to gorge on three four times a day like people do today um and so I'm trying to change that understanding but I think that if I just push really hard with like just you know oh you need to think this way and be this way then no, I'm no, no. I know much better you know i'm not trying no. to take anything from anyone we're on um, the same
0: page about that and i'm so sorry i just need to warn you we're going to be cut off in about a minute and a half oh, okay and i okay action steps that i know i'm going to take i'm going to see about local um, foods that grow here, like local plants that are native to here that I can grow. I'm going to do some research. Maybe I'll be get, hopefully getting some seeds from you or something. And I know you mentioned the three sisters. That's been a dream of mine to grow. Um, What is it? Squash, beans, and corn. Yeah,
1: There's actually four sisters. If you look oh. that up, look that up.
0: Okay. I'm going to look that up. Um, Where can people find you? How can people support you? I think that don't you have a uh, cooking class coming up like how can we support yes
1: if you're in the you know denver metro area i'm going to be doing a native foods cooking class so cooking with all these plant-based foods that we're talking about either they'll be sourced from indigenous people or i went out and hand harvested them or i grew them in my indigenous conservation garden um, i'm also going to be cooking at vegan night at town hall collective on september 7th And so I'll have some of those more rare varieties of, of plants available too at that. Um, And I'm have some other things in the work. So um, that with other places. So if you want to follow me like on Instagram, or if you get on my email list at my website, I don't know if you can like link
0: that somewhere. Yes, those will be linked. We have less than a minute. Thank you so much please do follow on Instagram. I can't wait. I hope to be at these events for sure. Thank you for your time today. It was such a pleasure. And um, yeah, I hope to connect again.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to um, be here with you.
0: Thank you for dedicating time to improve your health and your life by listening to this podcast. If you're interested in holistic health and nutritional counseling or in my vegan fitness program, click the link in my bio to apply. Don't forget to screenshot this and tag me at vitamin.kv on your Instagram story, subscribe to this podcast, and leave a review to get this message out there to help more people. Thanks again so much for listening and have a beautiful, wonderful, incredible life. Much love to you. Bye.